0: Love Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations,
1: Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you, in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today, The One Life, One Humanity. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to give a to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Alice Bailey wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy. And those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. Following thought also comes from the works of Alice Bailey. The challenge to the world is to drop all antagonisms and antipathies, all hatred and racial differences, and attempt to live in terms of the one family, the one life, and the one humanity. Those are such beautiful words, and probably no one listening to this program would disagree with them. Why is it so hard to put this aspiration into practice?
0: I suppose our ideals um, precede our actual expression and behavior and even our thinking. On The mind is a funny thing, you know, and the mind and the heart can occupy different territories all at, all at the same time. We can have very high-minded um, aspirations and uh, ideals that we live by and yet consistently fall short of them, and that's the dichotomy and the duality of being human we are both divine and mortal we are both spirit and matter and getting the matter part uh, the the substance of our physical and emotional and mental bodies to behave on according to the instructions that our soul would give them is not so easy that's why it's so hard to change even though we want to with all our being change comes slowly and I'm not able to say why that is, it just seems to be a a very slow process. Changing ourselves is kind of like turning an ocean liner around, it doesn't happen on a dime. And it takes enormous uh, patience and forgiveness of ourselves, and when it comes to others, patience and forgiveness of them, and tolerance, and a kind of a sustaining love that says I can do better, he or she can do better, and I will stand with them until they and I do do better. But the the aspiration for realizing the one life in the one humanity is something I think really deeply anchored in the human consciousness at this time. One of the funny things about mm-hmm. Nelson Rockefeller, if you remember him, he was running for president years ago, and he was the governor of New York State, and he used to talk about the brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of God so much and so often on the campaign trail that the reporters covering his campaign made an acronym of it. They called it bomb fog," because he was always referring to the brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of God. <laughs> they called it bomb fog," And yet I suppose if you could sit down with Lawrence <laughs> Rockefeller and ask him, he really believed in it. You know, there was something about those words that probably inspired him. And, I hope, inspired his audience at the time. The trouble is that referring to it so often is perilously close to a platitude, and uh, Baumfog kind of expresses the platitudinous nature of what are deep spiritual aspirations.
2: Yes, and we should realize those deep aspirations come from deep within us, and uh, they come actually from, from the soul Uh, those are soul expressions because that's the way the soul thinks in terms of wholeness, in terms of oneness. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of the characteristics of the soul, the qualities that the soul expresses is this sense of universal, inclusive love, and uh, everything uh, stems from that. And the more that one... uh, is in touch with that uh, that those qualities, then I think that's what it they tend to express in in those terms. The, you know, the, the words they use in life, the way they express life, the way they look at life, the way they understand life in the world. Uh, that a lot of that comes right from the soul.
0: Mm-hmm. And we say sometimes that somebody gives lip service to an ideal or an aspiration. But that's a beginning. I don't think it's sheer hypocrisy to speak in terms of these ideals, if they are sincere and if one is really endeavoring to express them, to manifest them in one's own thought and um, relationships. But we all fall short of the mark, and uh, those who don't especially wish us well tend to focus on the times when we fall short, and they brand one a hypocrite but that doesn't necessarily uh, mesh with the judgment of the soul. I think the soul is infinitely patient, and so should we be. The question of what really unites us, I think, is one of the, uh, maybe the central question of our time. What really unites us? Because on the one hand, we are so aware of the diversity of the human experience today but with uh, communications and travel. You can say on one level those are making us more aware of our common humanity, and they are. They are also making us aware of the enormous diversity and range of the human experience, and people who live in a great city like New York uh, or Mumbai know this better than anyone, that there are enormous differences and divisions among people, and at the same time there's a oneness that links us all. Interestingly just recently there were two experiences within the span of a couple of days that brought this diversity and this oneness home at least to me. There was a terrible um, train explosion in the subway system of Mumbai, India that killed several hundred people and injured hundreds more and I was reading in the paper about These um, business class carriages, if not first class, were where the seven or eight explosions occurred, intentionally, apparently. And yet the tracks of the subway system in, in Mumbai run along neighborhoods where very, very poor people live. And immediately upon the explosion, these very poor people came rushing out of their homes down to the carriages that had been blown up, with their threadbare sheets and saris to provide um, a kind of a stretcher for the injured, because they knew there wouldn't be any stretchers on the scene, I find that amazing. Yes, you know. yeah, and and inspiring and hopeful that the very poorest responded without thought, without any planning or deliberation. That to me, is a guarantee of the the oneness of humanity that instinctively we respond uh, on that level and with a desire to help and sustain the suffering. And we saw the same thing in other disasters after the tsunami, after September 11th, people immediately responded with love and and help. But, a couple of days after that, and on a more immediate level, we were uh, riding on the A train, commuting home, um, and the train was very crowded, it was very hot that day, it was the end of the day, lots of people standing, and all of a sudden we could hear these raised voices in the other end of the car. We couldn't see anything because there were so many people between us and the disturbance, but the voices got louder and louder, and pretty soon all of the people in the other end of the car came up towards our end because the people who were arguing had decided they would fight it out on the floor of the subway car and they you know they're, oh yeah, they're <laughs> fighting and screaming and yelling and everybody's moving to our end to get away from them and then somebody pulls the emergency brake so there we are sitting in the middle of this dark tunnel somewhere near 125th street and the conductor has to call for the police and the police come and uh, these hapless Silly people that had been fighting with each other had to be restrained and put in handcuffs and taken off the subway car. So my point being that we can talk about the one humanity, but sometimes our daily reality is that total strangers are willing to just kill each other other over what? A seat? Uh, A disrespectful attitude? Probably nothing at all, and they're ready to just kill each other. So what unites us? I don't know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well that's the problem is we, we tend to also see what divides us too often too and uh, that that there's probably too much emphasis on what divides us uh, because what divides us usually ends up in the news it makes more headlines but um, there's more blood on the scene so I mean <laughs> it, it makes more of a you know an image but uh, yeah you're right uh there's there is both factors and that's that's hopeful I think that's what because as you say the um the goodness in humanity the open human heart does respond to a crisis to an emergency like that and it, it seems to be doing it more and more you know, throughout the world and this is a hopeful sign because it's it really uh outweighs the divisiveness in the human kingdom, I think.
0: The differences that we've always tended to emphasize are things like differences of race, of religion, language, culture, geography. And we think these are so important, but in fact those differences really have to do with the outer form. And they aren't as important, I think, as differences in consciousness. That's where we really find difficulty in uniting because we're not all at the same level of consciousness and you see this within a family you see this in between siblings who were born with the same genetic makeup the same parents probably the same life experiences the same education and opportunities and yet they can be remarkably different from each other and the lines of communication between them can often be very very thin And that difference among people who have had the same outer experience, occupy the same religion, race, social structure, and so on, has to do with consciousness. That's where the real cleavage probably lies, and where the spanning, the bridging, needs to occur.
2: Yes, it says in numerous places in the Alice Bailey books that... uh, Humanity is already one. Uh, We just don't know it yet. It isn't a fact in our consciousness. um, But underneath that, at the spiritual level, there is this oneness that already exists, and that's what we have to kind of bring forward and realize.
0: And I think this, this bridging that we have to bring about has to come from those who... Can grasp or imagine or visualize believe in the oneness of uh, humanity there 's a limit to what we can ask for those who are deeply separative and limited in their in their imagination, but those who who can encompass the oneness of humanity in their minds and hearts they have to be the ones who make the bridge
1: well those people who uh... Just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, our topic for today, the one life, one humanity. And we have a special offer from Luce's Publishing Company today, and that's the Alice Bally book, Serving Humanity. Serving Humanity is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. And the special offer comes in the form of free shipping and handling. Uh, the price is $19.00. Serving Humanity is an inspiring compilation of extracts that will help the reader's understanding of the part humanity plays in the divine plan and the underlying oneness that unites us all. What you need to do if you want to take advantage of this offer is write a check or money order uh, to Lucis Publishing and send it to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, one zero zero. Once again, it's a check or money order, $19 for the book, Serving Humanity. And send that $19 check or money order to make it out to Luce's Publishing and send it to Luce's Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And be sure to mention you heard this offer on Intersight to avoid being billed for shipping costs. We appreciate your support and... uh, You've uh, supported us in many ways by listening to the show, but also by helping us to stay on the air. And it's, a, it's actually through your donations, your tax-deductible donations to us, that we've been able to keep this program in our site on WOR. So please continue to make those donations. Our contract is coming up. We'd like to renew, but uh, we need to be able to pay for it. So we'd certainly appreciate your continued uh, financial support. Any donations that you may want to make to Lucas Trust. Uh, you would uh, write us a check or money order. Send it to Lucas Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. So once again, we appreciate your support, and uh, any donations can be sent to Lucas Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Uh, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. So that's Lucas Trust. We also have a toll-free number, and we, we welcome you to call us any time you need to contact us for any reason, whether it's to uh, order other books or if you'd like uh, a package of general information that will tell you a lot about Lucas Trust. Please give us a call on our toll-free number, which is 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of one eight six six 866 new york lucis Our website is www.lucistrust.org, and many people uh, key into that website, and they get a lot of information about LUCIS Trust and all the many activities that we're involved in, but also many of them key into the website because they listen to the previously archived library of radio shows. Um, uh, all of our insight programs can be heard on our website, And on the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website. Also, you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. I was thinking that... um, in reference to what we're talking about today and uh, the one humanity uh it, it makes uh, what, you're, what you you and Dell are saying is that we really have to set forth more effort and I remember a quotation I wish I could remember where it came from that if ma- if uh, mankind uh spent as much time uniting humanity as, uh, as science has spent dividing an a- the atom that we'd probably have peace and harmony in the world so And that quotation implies effort too. And if there is effort involved in uniting humanity, what what is it that people should do in general to pull us all together into one humanity?
0: I think start with their own attitudes um, and learn to be really clear in their um, analysis of their own attitudes. You can't just give yourself a pass and say, "Well, I'm inclusive in consciousness. I love everybody." you have to really start watching your speech and your thought uh, especially when you're in situations where you are with people who don't make a lot of sense to you that don't share uh, your experience or you don't particularly feel that you have a lot of common ground those are the very times when you have to find another way to approach them another path in consciousness that can embrace their humanity without necessarily wanting to share or being able to uh, walk in their shoes. There's something subjective below the surface that we have to look for that is the central factor of the one humanity. It's called the soul, the Christ principle, and we have to learn to sense it even in people who are seemingly so different and so uh, apart from us but I think it's something that can be cultivated look around you the next time you're on the subway or in a busy um, marketplace or whatever and try to see the people around you as souls and you'll get a sense of how much alike humans are
2: and I think the it, what is stressed in the um, writings of Alice Bailey a lot is the building of right human relations and relationships, and um, <clears throat> that probably more than anything will eventually um, help to bring about a, a sense of this oneness. Because to build re- right relationships, what is needed is the energy and goodwill, and that uh, activates the heart center. It, because it's it's an act of love it's love in action really when using goodwill energy to build right human relations and it's building these relationships between people between um, communities between nations that um, eventually will begin to manifest on the outward level what already exists at the soul level the soul as you say already is has a sense of and is an expression of this oneness. And we have to bring that out into the world.
0: And I think if you look at human history in the last uh, couple of centuries, and especially the last few decades, there's been a tremendous amount of um, creative effort to build these right human relations. You see it in the thousands of NGOs, non-governmental organizations, non-profit groups, uh, charitable institution, and um, community-level uh, groups that are all working to create more harmony, more uh, understanding between peoples, and on so many different levels, not only in the traditional fields of religion and psychology and uh, social welfare and so on, education, also in some very creative uh, ways, like um, the group that um, uh, exchanges um, homes with people who live in other countries. You, you join it and uh, you can travel to other members' homes and uh, exchange your home for theirs for a given amount of time, just for the experience of living in another culture. And uh, there are many groups like that they're quite imaginative in building links and bridges among people that don't take government involvement don't take the um, mandate of the church or of any institution they're just kind of ad hoc things that people are creating well
2: right i mean it's it's after all it's the one humanity and not the one government of the world so i mean it's not a government project and it shouldn't be. be no it should come right from the human heart and that's where the uh, the, the dynamic uh, energy comes from, the human heart. And it's letting human beings uh, begin to build these relationships as they will, as they want to. And the government perhaps should uh, stand back and just let the people have their way, because I think uh, there would be less, uh, more tolerance perhaps, and less, uh, um, antagonisms and less violence in the world if there was not so much government interference
0: but another aspect of this that I think needs addressing is uh, a factor of of um, western society particularly American society and particularly the present times where there seems to be this accepted belief that egalitarianism Uh, defines human relationships, that we are all equal, that we are all the same, and that we are all on the same level. That's not the case. Anybody with any common sense at all can look around and see. No, we're not. There are great differences in levels of intelligence and in skill and in uh, capacity, but they are differences of evolution. The end goal that we are all pursuing as human beings in evolution is the same. We are all headed uh, to the Father's home, so to speak. And in that sense, the the oneness of humanity is, is a fact. But we are all at different levels on that evolutionary spiral. And I don't think it helps to deny that fact. In fact once it's accepted we can understand why there are these enormous differences in consciousness if you don't have the experience that another person farther ahead on the evolutionary spiral has you can't grasp their their mindset but the lesser can all the greater can always include the lesser but the lesser cannot include the greater and I'm sorry if that sounds a bit elitist, but I include myself in that. The beings who stand ahead of me on the spiritual path, I cannot imagine their, the scope of their vision, but they can imagine mine. And that's true of all of us.
2: And we should be grateful that they are there because Mm -hmm. they do provide uh, incentive and a certain degree of vision and hope and uh, ideas that will uh, help us to uh, attain that next step that we all have to take uh, in moving forward towards this sense of oneness. And it's true, we're not uh, all one on the outer planes, but um, um, there is a great... Diversity, but that also should uh,
1: give way to a sense of unity. Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucy's Publishing, and that's the Alice Bailey book Serving Humanity, a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. And Serving Humanity is an inspiring compilation of extracts that will help the reader's understanding of the part humanity plays in the divine plan and the underlying. Oneness that unites us all. What you need to do is to send a check or a money order, uh, $19, to Lucis Publishing, L-U-C-I-S for Lucis, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And you've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
0: From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light